Welcome to the Wesleyan Storytelling Project. I'm Mia Lobel, class of 1997. This week, we hear an extended interview with Kirk Adams, class of 1973. My name is Kirk Adams. Um, I was uh, here at Wesleyan from 69 to 73, the class of 73. Um, uh, my daughter actually goes here also, and she's graduating this year. So she is 40 years later. She's graduating. I am uh, I'm a trade unionist. I work for a trade union, um, the largest union in America, SEIU. I'm the executive vice president for that. You know, I, 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 part of why, why where I am today is because of Wesleyan. It's no question about it had a sort of shaping experience in my life. And uh, uh, But, um, you know, when I talk to my daughter about Wesleyan today, it, it does sound different. So uh, I'm not... I'm not sure what's different, but something's different, and I can't. I haven't really got one. Well, tell me about a conversation you had with her that really made you realize that. Well, I think um, uh, I think the intellectual content of today is much higher than it was when I went. Um, it just feels like they are doing things, talking about things, uh, and I don't know whether it's the type of kids they recruit or the actual experience they produce, or both, um, uh, it, it does seem to be a much more intellectual place than when I went. When I went, I think it was a, it, a great education, but I would say we didn't sort of think in the, the sort of intellectual way that, that I, I feel like, not only my daughter, but folks that I, her, her colleagues or, or friends and whatever that I I've talked talk, talk to it. They just have just a, a much more aesthetic, intellectual sort of plateau that they're on. That, that I don't think that's where I was. Now, I went at a time when it was a different place, I think in the sense that it was the, the, the late 60s or early 70s, very sort of... Uh, it, it, Wesleyan was really changing then because I think it used to be, like many of these types of schools, very much for the elite. And at that point, it was... You know, heavily recruiting, um, not only I would say um, significant African Americans, but also uh, significant sort of uh, uh, lower middle class, not upper middle class. And so it, it, there was a sort of a moment of of uh, change going on in the campus that probably um, you know dominated the campus more than I would say. Uh, and uh, you know, at the time, the, the Vietnam War was going on and everything else. So. It, it, that dominated the conversation and really the whole sort of uh, um, atmosphere here than, than I think um, what I feel like is going on now, which is more of a um, kind of a kind of an open discussion about you know uh, intellectual topics. Is that a good or a bad thing, or is it just different? That... It's just different, um, and I think probably the the. The, the 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 atmosphere today actually gives you plenty of, of opportunity to go where I was or go somewhere else. Whereas I think where I when I went to school here there was less less uh, less there wasn't such a uh, I don't think there was such a freedom of of intellectual pursuit as 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 there was now. Not that anybody ever told you what to. It wasn't that as much as that. Just the bandwidth was much much more narrow. Than, than it is here now. Do you think that was a, a, a question of the culture of the time or the culture of Wesleyan? I mean, I think 
Wesleyan, you know, to its credit, uh, brought within its ivory tower a lot of the culture of the time, and therefore it was a an institution. Uh, uh, both of you probably don't remember because I think it's before both of you were born. But th- there was an article in the New York Times <laughs> magazine about uh, Wesleyan uh, that sort of tackled this whole sort of uh, or brought you know t- t- took up this whole I- issue of. of you know, had they really moved too fast, too aggressively, too whatever, allowing all of the tensions of that time in, into the school and therefore, and, you know, all of the, you know, it wasn't a perfect experiment by any stretch. And maybe it may have been a fail experiment, actually, at the end of the day. So give me an example, something, you know, some story or some event that you remember from your time here that sort of exemplifies what you're talking about. Well, the war was a big thing. The anti-war movement, you know, in my first year here, we actually had a strike at the end of the summer, in the spring of 1970, most of, uh, in response to Kent State, most of the colleges around the country uh, um, went on strike. Uh, <laughs> we didn't go to class um, for the last month. Uh, and so they basically just canceled class and canceled exams for that, for the end of my freshman year. I never actually did take exams. Um, but then there was a huge amount of, you know, not only here at Wesleyan, but all around and a lot of interaction between uh, lots of um, schools across the country about the strike. And, um, and um, it was interesting because, uh, you know, the, 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 it was supposed to be about three things. One was in the war, which everybody supported here. Uh, one was uh, free uh, Bobby Seal, who was being held in New Haven at the time, and one was in the military industrial complex or something like that. I can't remember the exact phrasing, but um, it really only was about the first thing. You know, once the war ended, the the essence of of all that activity and and we, there was a ton of activity. And I remember specifically a, a a rally, kind of speak out kind of town hall meeting that was held in the chapel where the entire student bodies, a lot of faculty were there and, and people were getting into it about were we really committed to all three or just one or which one and why were we, uh, you know, what, you know what, and, and I think there was just a whole sense of, of how difficult it is to, um, you know, with race and with class and with, frankly, you know, the, the, the passage of time, people move from college to careers and families and whatever. But the essence of those years, I think, really impacted a lot of people in a lot of ways. They certainly did me. Um, um, you know, probably in a you know kind of the most obvious way in terms of the work I do. But but more than that, more much more in the personal per personality ways that, that I think uh, I think anybody who came, went to school at the time might 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 acknowledge. Can you give me an example? What how how is a specific way that it's that it's impacted you you personally or you in your work or both? Um, I think it, it is, um, well, one is just the, the challenges of, of talking about race. Even when everybody believes that you're, on, you're in the same ballpark and, you know, uh, uh, believe in the same sort of issues of equality and integration and whatever, um, it, 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 that's, that is an intellectual discussion. And then you would get to a, a deeper discussion, emotional discussion, or, 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 or uh, a discussion about that's very personal to you. Then that that brings out the whole whole other things that that 
most people won't acknowledge. Uh, or, but the, the the sort of um, the somewhat of the cathartic nature of that of that year and of those years was that people did start to acknowledge that they, you know, even though they were a strong liberal white kid, they actually had you know there there was a, a about them either implicit or explicit racial things that they would do. You know, they they, they would they be they would acknowledge fear about blacks or they would acknowledge bias or they would acknowledge, you know, that when that that the even even the things that are we're talking about now, you know, affirmative action, they're you know, resentful of that. So it's all those things that sort of people sort of gloss over in polite company, this sort of, you know, you know, produced a sort of cathartic moment for folks. Now, I don't know what everybody did with that after that. No, no, that's what I'm not sure. Um, I was actually just going to ask you that. I was going to. I was going to ask you who who were you, who were you when you went into Wesleyan, and who were you when you came out? Um, you know, I grew up in a Irish Catholic family in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, you know, sort of typical of that part of the world. All of us were Democrats. All of us. Um, you know, were, had sort of strong, I would say, uh, liberal economic views and conservative social views. And we lived in segregated neighborhoods and we, um, you know, had a strong culture that, that we lived in, um, but, but certainly didn't, didn't integrate with whether it be blacks or Puerto Ricans or, or even Italians for that matter, <laughs> that, that community. So, um, so, I mean, I came to this... The, the the one thing that made me a little different is that I took a year off. You know, I did gap before gap was a thing I did, and I went to Europe. And Europe in nineteen in the summer of nineteen sixty eight was one crazy place. So that's and I when I so when I got here in the summer late summer of sixty nine, I had sort of like changed. Before I got to Wesleyan, I had changed once <laughs> already in terms of my experience over there. Um, and then coming here, I feel like I, you know. Um, changed again, um, sort of more un, under the under all that was going on in America at the time, and and but also I think coming to a um, coming to an elite academic institution uh, um, for me, anyways, given where I came from, where no one really ever left where I came from, uh, it was a it was a very heady thing. It was very heady. It was really like you really had your sort of for four years you were you know. Not only were you sort of treated kind of special because you you, know, you were going to college, but you were actually treated even you were accepted into almost anywhere. It was sort of like a key to any, anywhere because you were you were going to an elite college. So it was like whoa. So it was, it was, a, it was really a you know an, an American experience in that sense. So 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 when I came out. Yeah. How were you different? I don't. And where did where did it take you after? Where where did that you know, that whatever, whatever happened to you at West or whatever um, new, new views or new, you know, outlooks, where did that, where did that kind of take you? Um, you know, I think <clears throat> both um, politically, but kind of emotionally, I was just much more uh, uh, tied to figuring out some sort of something I could do to deal with social justice. So I, it was very much now, you know, I think going in, I, I actually, going back even before I went to Wesleyan, the year before, I was not a, um, in high school, I was not uh, politically um, 
active or even politically sensitive, I would say. I just didn't, you know, play a lot of sports, drank a lot of beer, you know, whatever. That's all. Um, and, and so I, by the time I finished wrestling, I, you know, I think that that had changed. And so, you know, I began to think about what to do about that. Where, where, where would I go to do that? It took me, you know, five or six years to figure out some things I did really pretty stupid and silly and whatever. And some things were actually quite kind of pr proud of I did. And, but it wasn't until I really didn't get involved in the labor movement until I was in my late twenties. But but it certainly had you know set me in that direction. Was there a particular um, class or professor or friend or someone that you met here that really sort of opened your eyes in that way? I probably came here. Or I probably got here, not because of my the left side of my brain, but because I have a very good left foot in soccer. Um, and so um, I played on the soccer team, and much of the my many of my friends were, were were soccer players and so there was a, sort of that part of me i was really a kind of a, a bipolar person here on the one hand i was not quite a jock but i certainly you know hung out with the soccer players some of those folks are still my friends actually to this day um but on the other side of it was where um, uh, my best friend in high school went here a year but he didn't take a gap year so he was a year ahead of me so he went here and um and he was the quintessential uh, eclectic dopehead. <laughs> and so that's the other side of my world. So I really sort of like went through this thing with, uh, I would say, um, uh, kind of two streams uh, that, you know, they're not totally separate, but they were, they were uh, different. Um, but I don't know that I could say that there's a class. Um, I mean, I appreciated... Wesleyan, you know, sort of helped me how how to learn how to think. Um, you know, I, I I was sort of, you know, I think I was very much when I came here just someone who saw, thought the, the the point was just to accumulate knowledge or accumulate facts, and then I realized well that actually isn't very useful. At some point you you fill the bag up and then what are you going to do with it? Uh, so uh, I, I think that was really a and that was probably as much. The way things were taught, or are probably are taught still here. Uh, I mean, I, whether it was art, art history, or, um, um, or a religion class, or, or CSS, which I went into actually. So, so anyways, it, it was it was a. I think there was not any one class or any one professor. I mean, I, I certainly thought I got a good education here. I really appreciated that, um, um, since they paid for it. So, um, uh, but I, I, I don't think I had that sort of epiphany with any one professor or something like that. When you, uh, when you kind of close your eyes and think about Wesley and think about those days, what are you, who are you with? And what, where are you? What are you doing? Who was I with? I mean, again, some of the same people, I mean, the, 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 my friend in high school who now actually lives in California, but we, we, yeah, I go to California a lot, so I, I still see him. Uh, we lived, I lived here, let me say, for first I lived on Foss Hill and in my freshman year, you know, because of, uh, I think, living on Foss Hill and because of all of the activities and the strike and everything, I knew everybody. I knew far more people in my freshman year than I did in my senior year. I really didn't know many people. <laughs> my senior year was like 10 people, maybe, totally. Uh, and then my second year, I lived in what was then called East College. It's not called East College now. It's called something else. Butterfield? Something. 
that word? I don't know. It's, anyways, it was a kind of a living college, but uh, um, uh, and then um, my third year, I actually lived in Saybrook, Connecticut, on the beach. Uh, and on the fourth year, I lived up here, back again, in one of the houses, sort of, that predates all of the, the Lawn Avenue housing world that you guys have now. So I think all of those sort of, um, I mean, those are all sort of, the living experiences of those were all pretty different. Um, pretty much the same people, you know, um, both male and female. So I had one girlfriend through whole, all through college. Did you stay together? No, or... <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> so, um, how, when you when you sort of think about your experience and your daughter's experience, how does that? You know, did you expect that she would go to Wesleyan, or did that surprise you? That surprised me. Uh, my, I have an older. I have three kids. Uh, an older daughter, and uh, then my daughter here is a twin, and she's a twin bro brother. My older daughter had no interest in you know. You know, actively did not want to go see Wesleyan uh, or where her mother went to college. Um, so it wasn't just Wesleyan. Um, and then the, my twins, you know, um, uh, you know, they went to school in New York City and Wesleyan is like God in New York City. Um, and so, uh, but even then, it wasn't really, um, uh, my, my son wasn't really interested in Wesleyan and it really wasn't like at the end of the game, like, like a late fall of their senior year did, did I kind of realize that she might be interested in Wesleyan. So I don't even know. I, I really you know, I did not even come here with her. I mean, I wouldn't say I've, I've not been a very active alumni up until about five years ago. And then I sort of, for a number of reasons, have gotten more involved. So, even before she came. But, but even then, I, I really didn't really involve her. So I wouldn't say she said dad went to Wesleyan, except for she might have sort of seen something on that. But I don't think it wasn't part of our home life at all. What did draw you back? Um, you know, some of my friends. Um, you know, they actually brought me back um, for these seminars that we have here. They brought me back to do a seminar one time, and then they, uh, but they brought me back to say, you, know, you should come back. And then um, some professors, uh, and it's just, you know, sort of happenstance. It wasn't really sort of me saying I need to reconnect, as much as it sort of you know, happened by, you know, organically, I guess. It didn't, by not consciously, I don't think. Um, and so in different ways, I've, I've just connected um, back to uh, really the school in, 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 in terms of, um, I mean, like I go watch the soccer team a lot now, and um, even though I don't know anybody on the team. Uh, uh, and I, um, you know, like I said, sort of uh, in, in some ways um, have connected back through some subject matters like you know the seminars or whatever um, or for commencement you know some people I know are coming back you know because their daughters are graduating or whatever and they say, well let's get together um, I worked for the president Barack Obama and I brought I helped bring him here in uh, uh, whatever that was 2008 so that was amazing by the way yeah <laughs> That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think actually that, that to, that's why my daughter is probably came, because she actually came up here and saw, saw that. So I think that probably gave her kind of a warped vision of what the school was, but anyways. Really? So, you yeah. think a warped vision? It's not always like, <laughs> like a that, circus yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> um, 
when you're back on campus now and you're doing stuff, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're doing stuff uh, either with your daughter or for your own work with the college, what, um, the university, what, I don't know, what thoughts come to mind? What does it, what does it feel like for you? What, do you reminisce or feel nostalgic or does it feel like a whole, you said it feels very different now. Yeah, I really don't see the, the I mean, I really come, I mean, it's almost like a, the fact that I was here in this, when I was here doesn't really drive where I'm here now. I'm here now because it is very um, stimulating. I mean, just even the, I'm not here a lot, but I'm here enough, and it just feels, you know, stimulating. And and I, I just feel like that's, um, you know, I wish I had more time to, to and, I, and I actually have said this in these, uh, I'm on the, the seminar committee here, and I said, we just need a, there's a whole population of people my age who are, you know, do not want to watch TV anymore, don't get to go to a movie. They are starving for content. And you have a ton of content here. It's like when I go see the theater. I go in New York. I, I go to a play. I go a fair amount now. I'm just amazed how, you know, like in that one little off-Broadway play, there's so much talent on that, that, you know, way more than any talent that I've seen in TV or anything else for years. Wesleyan has a ton of talent. It's just like it's not being marketed or exported or whatever the hell. I'm not sure that's the best idea, but it is It is true that I would say a lot of my contemporaries are, are, are would love to re-engage, not with the old Westland, but with the new new, new Westland, I think. How has that happened? Um, how has it happened? Me and literally, how have I done? How have no, I engaged? No, how, no, no. How, or how uh, would it happen? Or? How, how, how does Wesleyan do it? You know? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with the internet, because everything has to do with the internet. But you're you're talking to a luddite here, so I it, it I couldn't explain that. But I, I it's you know surely there's a way to do it, and and I know they do stuff already. I'm not saying that they they do a lot of stuff, but it just feels like it is um, because because I think generally speaking, um, even my most cynical friends, I have some cynical friends who who went here, um, you know they all loved Wesley, and they had there's a sort of special place in her. Not, now they probably don't write checks or whatever, but. And they don't, don't come back. But I think if 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 I think they would like to be, have a connection, um, uh, uh, so I don't know how to do that. Um, but I, I I feel like there's a there's a like I said there's a population uh, certainly a demographic of folks um, who are uh, out there who you know would love a, a way of, of of you know it's kind of like a special niche where. The content is important, but the content that has a Wesleyan brand would be even more important. Um, so uh, just somehow that has to be figured out. Any other stories or anecdotes or just things you remember or want to share before we wrap it up? Well, one thing I did here that my entire four years was I was a bartender. And I was the bartender. They don't have Honors College here, but they used to have that building as you at the far end of High Street. Uh, there's that sort of Greek-looking building. It used to be called Honors College, and they used to have um, residents or scholars in residence or visiting writers in residence. So they had everybody from Pat Moynihan to William Manchester and whatever like that. And I used to be the bartender there. And that was the most interesting. It was almost like a, uh, I wish I did have an ability to, to write a play or a TV or a movie, because that was, I could, that would be a great play, TV, or movie. But that's, that was great fun. So the visiting, the visiting they, authors and everyone would come and they come there and they drink, pretty much, <laughs> and talk. 
which was really interesting. Uh, and we would, there was a woman, uh, this woman uh, sort of catered there, and Mrs. Landell, and I worked for Mrs. Landell, and then I also ran, did, did the bar. So. Tell me about one of the most interesting conversations you recall from, from your time there. Um, uh, I just I don't know that I can re-remember the exact conversation, but uh, uh, Pat Moynihan, who, this is before he became a senator and everything, but he is like a Churchillian person. He was so, you know, sort of, you know, incredibly uh, um, educated, you know, uh, in every way, you know, literature and obviously current events. And, and, and also he had that sort of kind of speaking voice that people don't have anymore. But uh, so it was like it was like being around Churchill. It felt, it felt like it was like he was always pontific- pontificating. But it it was, you know, it was like wow. That's <laughs> I wish I had a pen and paper. I write that down. So I, I wish I had a good, a really good story because he was actually also like Churchill. He would um, was not shy about cutting people. You know, he would say some pretty cutting lines. No, not not nasty, nasty cutting, but you know, in good fun, but pretty cutting. <laughs> So it was just, it was, it was, a um, you know, uh, uh, and for, for me, where I came from, uh, which was a very tight Irish Catholic world, seeing this guy was like, whoa, this is really, I mean, because we all lived our John F. Kennedy world, uh, but John F. Kennedy was like, the Kennedys were like something out there. Patrick Moynihan came from the hood. And so it was like, definitely of the school. And so it was, it was just interesting. It was really, I would say, kind of like, uh, you know role modeling, but not that I'm Patrick Moynihan, but it, it just sort of like kind of was interesting to see him. Anything you want to ask mm-hmm. or add? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, let's see, co-education. Yes, happened then. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Any particular memories or insights? Or... So it was not until my sophomore year in college that I went to school with girls because I went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty freaky to go to school with girls. Now, I... Um, I Dated one for three years, and uh, um, it was it was really uh, you know great. I mean, it really did change the place. There's no question about it how dramatically it changed. Um, uh, and at that time, it was only like I don't know a couple hundred, not that they were that big, but certainly I guess the first class was maybe a couple hundred. But um, no, it's just it, it, it's like the you know what they say about any situation. You know, when you have a table. And you put a woman at the table, it changes the conversation. We put a black person at the table, it changes the conversation. It doesn't matter whether they actually say anything or not, it changes the conversation. And I, I, I think from, I'm sure uh, professors would say that in terms of even how they, if they really consciously thought about it, it changes the way they, you know, just the way they did their lectures and talk and whatever like that. So, uh, yeah, it was very, it was, it was, uh, yeah, in one way or, or another, it shook up everybody. Um, so. But yeah, that was a yeah, that was a big moment. It's hard for me to imagine. It, it must be incredibly hard. I, I, I mean, well, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. It's, it just, just, it just, yeah. It was really unbelievable. That actually when it happened, and it just happened. It isn't like there wasn't like a big, you know, town hall meeting to discuss it or anything like that. It just because I mean, it was happening everywhere. I mean, everybody was sort of in a rush to make it happen. All the other schools around. So was anyone not thrilled about it? Uh, yeah, I think there were, um, I think there were some faculty who were not thrilled about it. Yeah, I definitely were some faculty. Um, I think the fraternities were a little put off by it. 
Um, I wasn't a part of a fraternity, so I don't know. But I think uh, my recollection, there was some, you know, stuff written in the Argus or whatever. Uh, 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 or just she just heard people sort of didn't, didn't think it was, you know, Wesleyan was this, and now we've done that, and now we're like Ohio State or whatever. Right? But it just, yeah, there was definitely a, but, but such, you know, pretty, pretty small and, you know, overrun by the, the overall impression of, wow, isn't this a good idea? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it was very, I mean, I don't think people, I don't think the women felt, I mean, they felt maybe a lot of things, pressure and, and put upon and whatever, but I don't think they felt a negative vibe from, from, from coming here. But I, I, I suspect they, I mean, I, I know a couple of women now. They weren't in my class, but they were right after my class, and, and uh, uh, they, they don't work directly, but I, I work with them during communications, and, you know, they're all incredibly fond and, you know, very Wesleyan-oriented people, <laughs> so... Yeah. It stays with people. It does. It does really does does, does that. And I, I feel that you know it 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 did. It, even though, as I said, I I didn't come back here for twenty five years. You use the term Wesleyan oriented person. What yeah. does that mean? I mean, I think it is. Uh, uh, you know, there's a there's a there's definitely a, a, a they don't take themselves that seriously. They 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 kind of love to yuck it up a little bit. Um, but they also are serious, usually about something and it isn't always their job, but they are serious about one thing. <laughs> it's always seemed that way. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's, you know, that must be something that's here and that people, and I think that's been an incredibly, uh, for, for folks, my generation, which, you know, I know a ton of folks, particularly men my age who are kind of lost. You know, they work really hard, and they say, "What was this all about?" Um, maybe made a lot of money, but they still say, "What is it? Was this all about?" I think the Wesleyan experience is such there. The Wesleyan sort of orientation is was such that those less. I mean, I, I feel like though that's that's not where those folks, at least folks of from my time onward, um, because I'm not sure that's true of the Wesleyan before me. Um, I, I think they they have something that 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 allows them or or sort of makes them less vulnerable to or susceptible to that sort of um, is that all there is kind of thing that people kind of run into at this point in their life. I know my brothers have gone through it. They didn't go to Wesleyan, so <laughs> that's all. just like so. So, anyways, what is the thing? What is the thing that you are passionate about? Like I said, I, I, I really t took to heart that moment. Um, and I do, I remember that moment so much, the, the, uh, the, uh, that, that uh, rally or whatever at the chapel. It was a moment where people, you know, friends and people I knew, and like, I mean, people really um, kind of bared their souls that night, it seemed. Tell me about that night. What? It was a night where people were yelling at each other because there was this sort of like, um, uh, the, the the black students felt that the white students were not committed to certainly not committed to freeing Bobby Seale, which is kind of a silly little thing because that's such a minor repeat of the whole thing. But it was obviously symbolic of their overall sense, and they were right that people weren't people were not um, people were not committed to social justice. The vast majority of the people in that room they were committed to not going to Vietnam. That's what they were committed to, and once that went away, 
they went on with their lives, which was fine. But it was a moment where actually, and people didn't really talk about it, but that, that night people talk, talked about it. People actually fessed up to it or people denied it or whatever. You know? But it was really, um, and, and, and I participated in it. Um, not that I knew that I was going to like continue on where I can, the way I continued on, but it, it was a moment of, of sort of, of uh, self-examination and sort of, you know, it was, it was like, you know, the evangelicals, you know, where you're sort of like, I've been saved <laughs> my way. So it was very religious. Yeah. Can you, can you tell me a little more about, I'm just trying to visualize what, what this, what actually happened, you know, like where were you? And so we were all in the chapel. There were, Originally, it was just called to sort of reassert that we were all, this is like halfway through the strike, we were all into the strike and all into the three demands because I think we were supposed to go down into Haven and raise some ruckus down there or something like that. But I think, again, at that point, the whole issue of were we really into that or what was it? And then people, you know, I think both black students and white students and black students, white students from the same side, and black students and whites from, from a different side sort of got into it. And so it, it was less, you know, a rally and speakers and people talking on the mic to people literally just like having it out on the floor or screaming or someone going up to the mic and saying that it just was chaos for about three hours. And it was, you know, in the, in the late spring, it was hot. Uh, but we were there from, I, I'm sure, like from eight to midnight. Uh, and it was a, you know, it was like, you know, and, you know, it, it was tense. It was not. You know, it it, it could have gotten really out of hand there because there were not there were some real hotheads there too, um, but it it allowed itself to sort of burn really brightly and then it sort of burned out. Now, again, it didn't fundamentally change what we did as a group or anything. It certainly didn't change the strike, I guess. But I think um, I think a lot of people that was a very um, you know very emotional, very sort of cathartic mo moment here at Wesleyan. And there were several. You know, certain moments, uh, particularly dealing with black students, black-white relations, race relations, whatever. But that one was, it was even beyond just being black and white. It was just sort of you telling yourself what the hell this was, what were you doing in this thing? Because people were like, you know, there was much talk at that time about, oh, this is, you know, you know, the age of Aquarius or whatever. It wasn't really. It was just, you know, a couple of years and then it burned itself out and then we elected Richard Nixon or whatever we did in 1972. So it's just like, it, it, it was just, but it was, it, is a, it was a striking moment, uh, particularly since, you know, I, you know ultimately, I, you know, again, I've, I've been involved um, in the social justice movement most of my life. And uh, I've been, you know, my union is probably a majority, definitely it's majority black and Latino. Um, I'm probably the last Irish Catholic to hold office in my union. There's no question about it. Everybody else is, and, and so, um, but it just it, it was mo it was a really um, you know a, really it was not so much about race. It was about you and how you know. And I think you would ask if, if you talk to other people, they'd say, "Yeah, I remember that. That was really it freaked me out, or it, it, it scared me, or that, that just showed you how fucked up everybody was because." You know, nobody really did believe in all that crap. And I mean, everybody would have a different take on it, but I would think about, about them. It was really their take on it. That really was, was having that. So. And it was like, and then it was over. We went home the next day and, you know, the strike went on. But it wasn't like the strike was better or worse. It didn't fall apart. It didn't, I mean, all of it, you know, it's sort of like, I, I don't even, we didn't, I don't remember really uh, talking to other people about it, you know, subsequent days. 
that much after that. But something shifted. In yeah, something. I think that's why I think it was much more about individually what shifted than as a group. We didn't. We didn't, we didn't become more committed to the three demands, uh, or we didn't say, "Oh shit, it's just about the war." Let's just say the war. Uh, we didn't say that either. So it, it was really about. I think it was much more a personal experience um, than a, a group experience. And tell me again, what what did it do? What was what, what did it do for you specifically? What what did you? Well, I, I mean, I, I think I, I think for me it was just like I said. Well, I, am I really committed to this or not? I mean, is this really what I is it? Well, I'm just doing this because I'm going to college, and that seems like the thing everybody's doing, which it was. Uh, or am I really, I mean, it made me think about it. Now, I, that, that didn't sort of chart my course right then and there, but I think it really was um, for, I think, a very, um, not a very self-reflective person at that point at all, you know, just a person who kind of enjoyed life and life had sort of dealt them, dealt them a pretty good hand. Um, it was like, well, therefore, what is, what is this? Why are you doing this? Are you, you know, is this just a soccer game or is this something better, bigger, whatever like that? For me, it was just, a, I think, a start of, a, of, of being a lot more self-reflective than, than, it, than I'd ever been before. So. And you think it did send you on the, on the, yeah. the trajectory? Yeah, I mean, other things did, but that, that certainly was one thing. That's when you discovered that you had a commitment to social justice, or that sort of planted the seed for that. Is that I it? think it did two things. One, that. I, I mean, I think I, you know, I'm a... I, I come out of a culture of Irish Catholic priests who kind of kind of instilled that in me when I was younger, but it didn't like make me into a political activist. Um, but um, but what it did do was that um, one is it, it, it I think it said I, I actually get a, I this excites me this is like and then the second thing was I was good at organizing, <laughs> so I said this is really as my dad said when I went to work where I go to work now he said they're gonna pay you to raise shit you know they're you know, to cause shit. What is that? What kind of world is that? So I said, yeah. But I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I really felt like that. This was this was really interesting. And, you know, yeah, we didn't win, but it was like, it was very direct. It was like, yeah, we wanted to do this. We went after that. It was, um, uh, so it, it was, it was like something I liked to do and, but something I, I sort of saw in my, in me. So, so. It was like, like a nice combination. So, and it's, you know, it's done pretty well by me. Yes. 40 years later. That was Kirk Adams, class of 1973. His daughter, Hannah, is in the class of 2013. The Wesleyan Storytelling Project is an opportunity for alumni to share their memories of Wesleyan with each other and the wider community. To record your own story, or to suggest someone we should invite into the booth, visit westconnect.wesleyan.edu slash storytelling. <laughs>